From the art section of the New York Times. In Pericles, Much Ado About a Lot of Things. By Charles Isherwood. What shall be next, says Gower, the sorely taxed narrator of Shakespeare's complicated romance, Pericles, preparing to introduce the next knot in the yarn. Well, you might reasonably think, what shall not be next? Even by the standards of the late romances, rich in strange reversals and fantastical happenings, Pericles stands out for its tumultuous storyline. Here we have not one, but two shipwrecks, along with enough successful sea journeys for its hero to rack up major frequent sailor miles. Do you get double miles for shipwrecks? Also, incest, a band of pirates, and an innocent maid forced into a brothel, to mention just a few of the woolier elements in this rarely produced play. Just how exotic it is might be measured by the fact that Trevor Nunn, who ran both the Royal Shakespeare Company and the National Theatre in England, both ample producers of Shakespeare, I need hardly say, has never before directed the play. By his count, there are only two others he has not directed yet. The Theater for a New Audience production of Pericles, which opened Thursday at the Polanski Shakespeare Center in Brooklyn, also marks Nunn's first American staging of a Shakespeare play. The production, largely well-acted and vividly staged, opens with a thunderclap, an apt harbinger of the stormy tale to unfold. Nunn has played fast and loose with the text and included language from George Wilkins' roughly contemporary prose version of the story. Even the opening speech from Gower, played with ringing authority by Raphael Nash Thompson, has been sliced and diced, although its essentials are intact. Throughout, Nunn has resorted to similar tactics, breaking up long speeches to create more brisk exchanges between characters, reordering and eliminating scenes, turning speeches into songs. The Splendid Music by Sean Davey is performed by members of the Pigpen Theatre Company, who also play small roles. Purists may blanch, but the language in Pericles has always been a matter of debate, with many experts believing Shakespeare did not write the early acts. In any case, the verse and the rich psychology that marks Shakespeare's greatest works have never been the attraction of this wonder-packed tragicomedy. It is the turbulent depiction of Pericles' long, arduous battle with ill fortune and the miraculous turns that restore his family to him that give the play its appeal. This is an action-driven yarn, the equivalent in the Shakespeare canon of a popcorn picture, and Nunn's careful editing improves the tale's sometimes haphazard momentum. And in Christian Camargo, who plays the title role, Nunn has an actor who grounds the play in solid, if somber, emotion. An experienced Shakespearean, his Hamlet for the same company ranks among the finest I've seen, Camargo speaks the verse with marvelous clarity— and invests it with the heat of real feeling, as Pericles meets misfortune with fortitude, until eventually his weather-beaten spirit sags and he falls into a dank depression. The sleek-looking production unfolds on a mostly bare stage. The set design, by Robert Jones, is dominated by a huge circular sculpture that looms at the back, resembling at some points a crater, a moon, or a giant porthole, it also could be seen as a giant godlike eye watching over the proceedings with chilly indifference. Oh, you gods, Pericles cries at one dire point, why do you make us love your worldly gifts and then snatch those gifts away?
Worn metal panels open and close over it throughout, like the slow blinking of that eye, as the action moves along several Mediterranean locations. The Parade of Extravagant Costumes by Constance Hoffman brings a colorful injection of visual drama to the proceedings, too. As the play begins, Pericles, in search of a wife, calls upon Antiochus, Earl Baker Jr., and his daughter, Sam Morales, who are both clad in richly colored pleated robes that recall the signature style of the Japanese fashion designer, Issey Miyake. Here, Pericles himself attired in a fetching sheath of mottled lavender, whatever happened to Mary McFadden anyway, must win his bride by solving a dark riddle that reveals the truth. Antiochus and his daughter have been rather more intimate than is seemly. Fleeing Antiochus's designs upon his life, Pericles eventually goes on a voyage of mercy to Tarsus, where the governor, Cleon, a dignified Will Swenson, and his wife, Dionysa, Nina Hellman, doing a fine junior league Lady Macbeth, are grateful for the food his ships bring to their starving...